Pat Prince, editor of Goldmine Magazine, the music collector's magazine since 1974. And that's a snippet of the title track of Styx's new album, Crash of the Crown, out now. This is the Goldmine Podcast, a member of the Pantheon group of music-related podcasts. And this episode will have Styx's founding member and bassist, Chuck Panazzo, on. Chuck, of course, started the band with his twin brother, John, the drummer, and also the singer, Dennis DeYoung, in early 1962 in their childhood Chicago neighborhood. All these years later, and uh, Dennis is no longer with the band, John has unfortunately passed away, and Chuck, because of his health problems, uh, only performs limited duty with Sticks. Uh, for this new album, though, Chuck traveled down to guitarist Tommy Shaw's sound studio in Nashville to record tracks. He shares time with the other bassist in the band, Ricky Phillips. Longtime guitarist J.Y. Young, drummer Tom Zuckerman, and vocalist keyboardist Lawrence Gowan round out the current Sticks lineup. We'll talk with Chuck about the band's roots in Chicago as they went from their first record deal with Wooden Nickel Records to Superstardom, and now their latest record and upcoming tour. Right after this message from CygnusRadio.com. Hey, I'm Ronald Webb, and this is Patrick Prince. And together we host the Goldmine Radio Hour, the show that features the latest issue of Goldmine. The Music Collector's Magazine. Tune in Sunday at 7 p.m. Eastern Time on CygnusRadio.com. Are you calling from your native Chicago? No, I'm calling from Florida. Oh, okay. <laughs> My my not and my non-native home. <laughs> 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 I, I love the cold. I love the cold of the north. south. So this this is quite an achievement with uh, Crash of the Crown. Uh, there's a lot being said recently about it being more prog rock than other Sticks albums, which is. Uh, quite a statement but you know as rock journalists we may have our opinions but what do you make of the uh of the album well you know um i, I have stopped saying well you know as a real colloquial term from chicago i still have that in me I, I was very excited when i went to tommy's you know i was driven 800 miles to record but you know i would say we came off a mission um our last album with really good reviews and a really good uh singer-songwriting song, team of Tommy Shonwell, and I had, you know, I went there and I, with the same feeling that, um, you know, I was very confident that we would do well and do, we would have to have a better uh, CD. Uh, and, you know, I, for a while, you know, during, I wasn't there for all the recordings, so we just recorded individually. As I heard the music in, in the videos of Crash of the Crown, it's really incredibly great. I mean, um, I would say, you know, we, we're a touring band, which means we do a lot. Of, we do a lot of playing, and I think uh, and sing. So now we're at the point where the guys are great singer songwriters. They're great. They're great instrumentalists. I mean, Lars Sue is a Canadian. You know, he's a study uh, classical pianist, which brings his genius keyboards to the band. Um, that we you know we emphasize the best parts of uh, of our musicianship. So, uh, so I think. Um, 
uh, this is really, um, we have another great album here, another great CD. Yeah, calling it just merely prog would be too easy. I mean, but but I get it. There's a lot going on, and just even that uh, first track, the title track, that three minute forty six second title track. So, um, I think by prog they mean um, there's uh, just exciting, um, a lot of exciting elements going on. <laughs> well, you know. After 50 years of having people write about you, uh, be it a fan or, or uh, reviewers, um, you know, it's pretty much, um, cause a lot for me is I'm, I'm, I'm fortunately wrapped up emotionally in everything I do, especially performing. And, um, so when I, uh, you know, when you, leave, when you leave the studio, our tour manager said, are you ready? I, I, I did you rehearse? Did I rehearse? I'm rehearsing for 50 years, George, got lost. You know, <laughs> Well, but the, um, um, you know, I, I work with these guys, uh, you know, for the, for the two years before the, the pandemic and we're ready to go back on tour and that all stopped. So, you know, we do, no, no one really has skipped a beat in terms of their performance they're playing and, and their, and their great desire to return back to stage and tour. So that was, Everyone was very excited, even, even when we because we, we really had to do, do record individually. Um, none of us were in the same room for, for any of this recording. But because of, I think Will and Tommy are, are, are really good producers, they're able to get the best out of us. So, uh, and when I left, I was very secure and happy with all that I performed. And when I listened to the other music, uh, because it got pretty quickly, um, it's really, uh, I, I think, um, it's very modern looking and very modern sounding, but it still sticks. Yes. And you stated in the album credits that, uh, quote, my journey to Nashville is my high point and personal best of 2020. Obviously, that was what you were just talking about, Tommy Shaw's home studio in Nashville, right? Um, well, well, you know, for me, to play on my 17th studio album is like more than a personal bus. Uh, yeah, so, uh, and to be in this band for as long as I have is not a original member per se. Not that to any more sad than anybody else, but I still forgot to learn that part. Um, um, you know, it's incredible that I would, I look at some photos for a very long time ago and I go, well, who has the opportunity in my age? Um, well, I shouldn't even emphasize that, I guess, but in America, I guess that's not a good thing, but I think in the rest of the modern world, it's okay. Um, to be almost, in my be 72, you know, and, um, and to be able to still be relevant is amazing to me. I'm very humble and grateful that for that kind, that kind, that kind of, um, fan base and, and, and guys who want to perform with. They, they elevate my status as a player. Right. And it's it's really been sixty years, hasn't it, since you and John, your brother, first started jamming together as teens in Chicago? I think you were twelve, yeah. right? <laughs> I think you've done your homework very well. <laughs> I always read teachers, you get a name. But the um uh yeah, I have this uh I have a photograph of John Dennis and I, uh, 
1962, we planned our first New Year's Eve party in the basement, and we got five dollars a piece. Wow! And we, oh, we're going to be this, and, and we never stopped rehearsing. Uh, we met uh, Dennis in 19 August of 1961. He heard John and I performing in our basement. Now we'll go keeping with your grammar school. And um, he comes down. You know, he was as confident that day, 60 years ago, as he is today. You know, very reassured, very confident. You know, we know well, this guy, he's a player, because uh, we were playing with a student player. And um, and John and I had been taking music since we were seven, because uh, my uncle was a musician and said, mm. uh, professional musician, said to my mother, the boy's old enough to give music lessons to, which is like, how could that happen? Now, what are the odds of that happening? And what are the odds of John and I continue to be disciplined enough to, to, to let that happen? So I think in careers, not yours and mine, anyone who's successful, you need the sense of self-discipline. Um, you go, oh, I can't go out because I have to curse or work, right. work, work back. Right. If you don't have that commitment, it's not going to happen. Right. And obviously, I, I, as a fan, I always feel, even if one of the original members has passed on, I still feel their presence in the band. And obviously... You probably still feel the presence of John and Sticks, mm-hmm. and I'm. Well, you know, I, 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 I'm sorry, Patrick. I, I interrupt you. Go ahead. And I'm sure he's. I'm sure he would love this new album. Oh, there's no doubt in my mind you would love it. I mean, um, my brother was a born drummer. That's why I said I can't. I can't compete with him. He's too good. Um, he, he loved for the drums, you know, he was highly talented. He could pick up any instrument and start to play. He played the bagpipes, he played the sitar, he played the tabla, whatever he wanted to. I mean, uh, and he loved, he loved performing. And, you know, he's on all our go. Well, every year my sister and I, uh, in this bathroom, we, we, we cheer the, the, the golden platinum drummer. I was six, the Alan my brother. And um, uh, it was kind of tragic when I lost half my... Uh, my yeah. rhythm section, my right. brother. You know, I think in life we have to move beyond, and uh, his legacy is my, his legacy will be my legacy in the musical sticks. And I think that um, uh, it's, it's hard to explain because it's kind of mixed up with a lot of emotion. I, I'm very proud of that, as I am with, with, with the band. I still speak with Dennis occasionally, um, you know, um, and the band members I work with are, you know, great singer-songwriters and, and really high. I don't know if you've seen the band lately. They're great showmen. I mean, Lawrence is an incredible showman. Todd's a great drummer. Tommy, you know, he, he, he commands the stage. For someone who's not very tall, he can see sure thing can't command the stage. And for Joe, I was doing taller. That's kind of a scary commanding kind of guy. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, um, you know, we still have fun with each other. We have to respect each other. We can't always like each other, but we have to respect each other every day. And I think yeah. we bring that to our band um, and our crew. Uh, so I, um, and we're all looking forward to a live live playoff to uh, June 12th to uh, St. Augustine. Uh, yeah, to St. Augustine before our rehearsals. Um, it's doing, this year has been kind of, Throwing the vaccine has made this happen for us, yes. for the world, not just us. And even um, Ricky Phillips, who you share <laughs> bass duties with, um, has said no band that he's ever been in is as good as Sticks is as playing together. 
I think he also meant that as Styx is, he feels it's like a, a family unit. Um, that uh, there's such a good vibe there. And, mm-hmm. and for those who don't know, maybe you can explain how you share the bass duties with uh, Ricky. Um, well, well, you know, Ricky has to take on a huge responsibility. Um, anytime you, uh, a band member is involved enough to play all the time and so we need you to, 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 to be Chuck, he says to me, Ricky, you can't be Chuck anymore than it's hard to be Chuck. Um, but then we have the base of um, songs I play. Um, and for a lot of them, when I, that was always easy to go, oh, well, why can't I, like, you know, it was kind of screwed up when you know you're not well enough to play, mm-hmm. but you want to play, but, you know, it's, you, you only have a choice. You can either play and die or you can like get better. So, um, and even now, sometimes I'll, I'll say, to go, well, you know, um, how, how, what well, when Nookie's up there, he does a great job. You know, he he does great, 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 great. Me, a very good bass player, and he plays you know the stick and all these other kind of kind of instruments, uh, uh, bass, any uh, five string bass. So when we jam together, we kind of jam a certain part or comes away. We make that connection, but we give each other space, you know, um, because we we will walk up there as a band. I think a lot of times in bands, if we don't check your ego at the stage or then you're not a band, you're just a bunch of solo people playing together. Right. But, um, and when you ask about our feelings about our family, you know, um, we call our six family and we miss our six family, which means the musician and crew. Because without them, you know, we've had guys working for us like George Packer for over 30 years. And I love to make fun of George sometimes because we have that kind of a friendship. Uh, um, you know, everyone kind of teases because he drove me from Florida to Tommy's house and back 1,800 miles in about four days. And well, what was that like? Well, we said we had a great time because we talked about you all. But, you know, it's just kind of that, uh, it's that kind of, um, I said, George, are you sure you want to do that? He can go, it'll be an honor. Well, you know, you hear that kind of commitment for someone who's working for a long time. And that means he, you know, he's got a job he loves. Well, I, our crew, we have very few people who live with our crew. We, uh, they've been working for us for some 20 years, um, right. which is a very long time. But they have the sense of commitment to a great band. And without them, we wouldn't be a great band. And I always tell them, no, thank you for, for doing a great job today. Um, and, um, because they have the worst, they have the worst job in the band because they're there in the morning. They have to pack up at night, late at night. And, um, but you know, they love what they do. And well, I tell them, you know, when we look, when, when we look good, that's because they make us look good. That's cool coming from you too. I mean, a lot of bands, a lot of band members don't do that for the crew. And it's cool coming from you because you've, helped form the band you know you founded it so i mean that is that must make them feel really good um well you know one, one year jason came down for me to sign a thousand autographs the other day it was on a saturday and george bailed out and i said well george i said I made a comment i said george didn't come but jason was here you know he's worked for us for 20 years and um and People thought my hand would get sore, but it's a lot of concentration. But, you know, a thousand autographs to sign and do it right, you know. If someone said another name, I don't know, you just put some of the wrong name here. But the, uh, it's that kind of camaraderie we have. 
you know, we, 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 um, you know, we respect each other as professionals and all, but at the end of the show, I say thank you. Yes. Our guys did a great job, or thank you for making sure I got a good dressing room that you have on the fourth floor. Um, you know, those kind of things make them feel uh, really good. But, you know, um, it, it gives us all a purpose. And we, all, we realize we have a very unique job. How many people would love our job? How many people have the opportunity? Um, I, I've said, I'm not the smartest. I'm not the best looking. I'm not the most talented. But I have this gift, and I, I, I think it's important to, to keep it. Uh, and you do that by working really hard to make that happen. Um, but the, um, and, uh, and, and to share, you know, and, and to be through so many crew guys and, and, and managers and tour managers, I don't say I've seen them come and go, but I have. And, but right now we have, I think we have, a, we have probably the best we've ever had. Mm. And that's a lot to say when you've been around for, and, and the same band for a long time. And I, and I think I share, you know, the thought of a lot of fans that if I'm going to see a stick show, I want, I want to make sure that I'm hoping that you're there on stage, you know, there's, it's because there, you know, there's a reason for that. Um, you know, I, I, it's, um, it's, there's an emotional reason, you know what I mean? So I, I do. I do. Um, and I thank you very much. I mean, I'll tell you, I, I am humbled so much by, by what I do. I mean, that sounds like, um, it, it, it's kind of, it's humility that you really can't fake if you really feel from the heart. You know, I've been really blessed and lucky. I mean, even getting through Cobble Ellis at the class, he should be dead by now. Um, Music has made the difference between me my recovery. It's been as good as any Western medicine. Right. Uh, and for me to go back there and um, w- w- with the band again, even when we played in London, I had some problems. And I go, oh, I don't know if I can go there. And I went there. I said, you, you, you realize you would have made the worst mistake in the world by saying no. Right. You know, you know, it's like we hit that stage, and you go, "Well, this is this is where I belong," and and have the response from people in London was amazing, um, and even Canada. You know, we've always been we have great fans in Canada. It's always been a wonderful place to perform at. Uh, so I, um, I, I, I'm, I, I'm really looking forward. You know. Some people ask me, well, have we watched shows in September? I go, I just would like to get through the first show. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I, I, that's like historic to me, the first show we do uh, when I had the stage. I, I was like, what? Well, yeah. everyone, not just the fans, but even uh, musicians talk about what it, what a privilege it is to uh, perform with you. Um you know, even former members like Dennis DeYoung, who talks about you very affectionately. Um, so it's not just the fans. Um, so we all hope to to see you on tour. And, you know, quite frankly, all the fans have been cooped up for not just the musicians. <laughs> so we're ready to see live performances. <clears throat> well, you know, I... 
I, I said, you better, I said, I have some dental work, so I said, no, they may not eat more food. I said, you better make sure you can finish your rock and roll pants now. Uh, you know, J.Y. said, oh, I have a personal trainer because we have these Zoom calls. I said, well, J.Y., we can have it for you, but I not, not like I can eat food. I said, I can eat every cookie I can find. So yeah. I, and now I have to try on my pants. Say, oh, I guess I'm finished these now, but I'm, uh, my, my, my idea is to wear the same uh, pants and shirt that I wore for the last couple for the last show we did it. 2019 or maybe a little bit of 2020 before we were stopped at the album. You have uh, fans that will collect every Styx album, not only, you know, where, you know, Styx album when it was released in England, Argentina, <laughs> Japan. <laughs> You never know what impact you have on people over your career. And uh, for anybody young to remember how that and their cultural consciousness and, and to recognize you, you know, I tell a lot of stories, but the stories I like my my that I like are the ones that, like you would say, when you knew about the band or the band or, or something I remember from the state. You know, they, they're so specific about the time and place. It's um. And there's a lot of those kind of stories, and I, I find that to be so cool. Well, you know what's funny? Everyone jokes about, you know, the Columbia House days. But okay. when I was a little kid, about, you know, 14, 13 or whatever, I joined Columbia House, and that's how I was turned on to Sticks. <laughs> because I picked out one of the 20 albums. And in came Sticks, and I I was into it. It was, uh, I think, Pieces of Eight. Um, you know, <laughs> when I think of Pieces of Eight, every song I hear, um, I kind of sometimes just play the part in my head, like a drum part or a bass part yeah. or a guitar solo, or I go home humming around. I think people think I'm crazy. Uh, even if I'm out, even if I'm just a classic rock in my car, you know, all, all, all this stuff brings back these memories uh, for me. But I, yeah. I, I, you know, you always wonder what what, what people listen to or why do they like it. But I think um, I think people who like the music like sticks. Yeah, I, I think. Uh, my my situation. If it doesn't, if you can't understand the lyric, or that you can't have it, is that what is that? If it's just it's just synthetic sounds. Um, as musicians, it's, it's it's you don't quite and you don't quite understand it. And for a while, then we got a bad rap about being a corporate band. I go, well, where did that come from? No one said we're going to get these two boys together. We're going to be heads. We just were neighbors. Well, Unless we're just from the same neighborhood. Well, obviously you're transcending generations because now my son is the same age, and he didn't get it through Columbia House. I think he got it through Spotify. But I caught him listening to "Come Sail Away," and it's one of his favorite songs. So I didn't turn him onto it. He found it himself. Um, so you know, this to be able to be able to transcend generations that speaks volumes. Um, you know, I never knew what the word cultural consciousness would be. And now there are times I said, well, maybe some of our songs are part of the cultural consciousness of someone. You know, or a friend will say, I'm going to be quiet with I never thought any game guy ever would like six and rock and roll. You know, we have so many different um, 
it was a disco thing and a bath thing on all on and then geek. I don't like this music at all because they were just so different to me. And, um, and I guess some guy, oh, I remember you guys, blah, 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 blah. So you know, okay, that's cool. Um, but, uh, we've been through so many different styles of music, but I think mm-hmm. we remain consistent in terms of our quality and commitment to, to great music. And I, I think our, our singer songs give, give us such a wonderful variety. Uh, it's not always the same singer, the same video, the same person. That's great. But other than that, when people get together as a unit and make music, and you get a Tommy Shot, and you get a, a Roy Scout, and you get a JY, uh, uh, and, and, and you get a Ricky Phillips, and Tossip, and, and Chuck Pinato along the way, that, that makes magic. Mm. I mean, in the beginning, you you were inspired by the Beatles, right? And the Beatles yeah, have yeah, yeah, yeah. transcended generations. And obviously, with what I just said, so have you guys. Um, that's... I, I'm looking at a Hoffner bass here. Well, we'll play the Hoffner bass. <laughs> that's I have true. a Hoffner bass. I have a guitar from 1960 and a Hoffner bass, which I played at a little concert when I was having cancer treatment. Um... I said, you got people who ran the place, do you want to have a concert tonight? Let's go, let's go play something on YouTube. We did. I played, I played a song with my brother. Do you, did you ever um, meet Paul McCartney? No, uh, I think just my head. You know, I went to a couple of his shows. that were really incredible. Now, he was a man with a great career. You know, very little ego, I would say. He's, um, I, I was into one of um, Ringo's songs. On the radio today, you know these guys still make great music and forever. You know that 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 they are standard. Uh, I think to anybody in the rock world who doesn't recognize that. I mean, um, the British invasion. You know, um, what, 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 where was any? Where was where where what what was left? Right. I bet, um, that's that's yeah. we have that to be basically. I mean, there was Elvis, but the British invasion pretty much, uh, uh, you know, capped it in cement. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, um, well, you know, and they, they I, I love the way they people screamed about haircuts. Oh, their hair is so long. <laughs> yeah. And then of course we have the uh, the censor guys that, that play. Uh, records backwards and said we you know, we, we, we were saying this. We got all these cuckoo groups that uh, you know, kind of attack you, you, you as artists. Yeah, I never Not heard of I never heard of sticks being played backwards. That's <laughs> I, well, I can't even imagine why that would happen. Is that the teacher that goes talking? Uh, the teacher doesn't. I work, uh, well, I, one thing I wrote a book, you know, I, and, and for me, there's some kind of a payback. It sounds kind of bad. But, you know, you know everybody says, you know, you're not going to be successful. You know, you're not that smart. You're not this. You're not that. And you're going to see anything over your life. Well, gee whiz, I wonder how this happened. Right. Someone made a comment to me, go, are you a singer? I said, no, I play bass. I go, oh, well, I said, he made a comment like it was easy. I said, well, I did pretty good for only playing four strings, haven't I? <laughs> yeah. I had a nice car. It was not so bad for a guy who only plays four strings. Now, get along. Go, go, get, go, get going on your bike. But, the, you know, it's pretty amazing. Um, 
Well, I have a photograph. John, my brother's drum set cost twenty five dollars. Mm. It was a natural cowhide front uh, 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 drum. My sister painted the work train once on, on the front. And Dennis has the coin with a pound of haircut and I have a guitar. Now, those are pretty simple beginnings. Yeah. But, but, but you know, I, I think any young kid who plays that, that's the American dream. Yeah. That's the Canadian dream. That's that's the dream. Because, you know, I find it appalling right now in our country the way, you know, politically, um, we're divided. I, I, I think I, I'm i going to say something maybe I shouldn't. I've lived the American dream. I've lived the gay American dream. I saw um, Bohemian Rhapsody and I saw um, Rockingham. I looked at me and I said, that's me. That's exactly what happened in my career. You know? yeah. It wasn't always easy. But look, look at the geniuses of rock and roll. Yeah. I like, you know, I certainly never put myself up there with them, but that's my story, and that's a lot of stories. I like that rock and roll is finally recognized in the mainstream, but it's still a place, a safe haven uh, for people, for young kids. Um, you know, it say, probably saved my life. Um, you know, I think it would always be there for, um, you know, for everyone to give comfort to. Uh, whether they're outsiders or they're feeling, you know, they've lost someone or they're lonely. I, I think it's it, music heals, you know, makes you feel like you're a part yeah. of something. Well, m- music does heal. And, uh, and, and the one thing is, uh, music can, can make us dangerous. When I'm on stage, I can see everybody's face turn into that one moment of their life when they were the happiest. They remember that one moment that is there, right there, I can sing from my face, and that's does the same thing for me. I, I, every time I perform, no matter what indignities we go through with, uh, throughout the day, and let's face it, there are some, you, you just forget that, it's just gone. Uh, uh, you know, when, when I sing, when, I, when they sing, I think of childhood friends and the dreams we had, oh, hello, you know, I, I, when I went back to my old house in the city and the neighborhood, my cousin took me and we said, well, you go first in case you get shot. We'll come back and get your body later. Um, <laughs> this is a bad neighborhood. Yeah. But the people came out and said there were some, yeah, there were some famous musicians who lived here. Yeah. Well, I didn't ask them about for a, for a neighborhood to remember that, you know, 30, well, 50, 40 years later. Yeah. Um, that, uh, I have to try to put it In a blight, in a community that has blight, if they can have one proud thing to say about where they live, that's important. Yeah. And for, for, for this little band to say they were there for that, for them, for that, for that, for, for that block. Yeah. It's pretty amazing. Yeah. That is cool. I'm, well, I'm going to, before we go, I want to put you on the spot. Out of the 60 years of building this band, what would you say is one of your fondest memories with Sticks? Whether it be on the road or in the studio, whatever. So, this sounds a little, well, there were two on the even two. Um, what Tommy Shaw said to me, uh, Chuck, I'm afraid I'm going to shoot a while again when I was really sick, and um, that's pretty amazing. And then, um, 
when my brother died, the whole entire bank came down, and um, that was, you know, to be connected with one again, that was pretty amazing. What excites me is uh, the two twins jamming away in the basement. I think that's pretty damn cool, man. The rhythm section well, is born. You know, I mean, sometimes we couldn't tell the difference between being brothers and being professional musicians. That kind of, kind of like went away sometimes. All kinds of trouble. But I mean... Um, but what's cool <laughs> is usually one brother wants the spotlight, right? They want to be the guitarist, the singer. You guys chose to be the rhythm section. I think that's great. <laughs> um, the soul, yeah, to, to the share. soul of the band. Well, you know, I, uh, you're you're kind of right about that. Uh, you know, we share uh, everything together. Our lives together. I, I just refer to him as my first roommate, W O M B. My first roommate. But you know, we did, we went to school together. We went to college together. No, we started a band together, and, um, and 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 I and I saw my brother at his desk, mm. and that's how I want his memory at his desk, you know. And he was always smiling and had a good time. There was, you know, he could just defuse the situation through being a jokester. Um, he just had this natural talent, and I feel I see it in Tommy and Jay and Lawrence and Ricky. It's not a forced talent, you know. You can see someone play. That's something perfectly, you know, well, where's the soul there? There's no soul there. There's nothing there. But I, Johnny had a lot of that spirit. When I opened up his storage space, I said, oh, my God, it's King Tut's tomb. Is there anything he doesn't have in her? Mm. <laughs> he had a fun, loving life. Um, and I got to share with him. And I said, but, John, you can do me a favor. You guys go, sometimes I call, call my wife, Chuck. I said, I don't care as long as you don't call me Debbie. So, mm. you know, we had that kind of... Um, yeah, we had a very a very close relationship. How can you not? Right. And uh, what what I um, I always liked um, this one video. Too much time on my hands. Where you guys, I you guys seem like you're having so much fun. I, I, um, you're at the bar, and uh, I think it's Dennis DeYoung is showing off the watches he's selling. Yeah, yeah, that's right. <laughs> Yeah, you know, that was one of the first videos, and we had to have a lot of fun. We we were just in, we were in LA. You know, we had never experienced that in our lives. So, and to see men dressed in suits like that, flowers, uh, <laughs> we were you know we were both power color, and um, to go on the end of lot and be part of the Charlie Chaplin set in the background, you know, we were going, oh my goodness, you know, was in LA and, and to conquer a city like LA or New York, like. Um, these are cities that are dreaming, you know, you know, um, they, I felt like I was from, uh, we shouldn't say, I felt like I was from Ohio right. when I went to New York. Where am I from? But the, um, uh, and I'm treated us great. We had, um, they really changed our career. And really, as, as hard as Wood Nickel was like a one album mm. label. Once, you know, I, we went there and go, we were, were, were the other records. There's only one record for us. And we were demanding more, more for them. And um, so on very small budgets, we made it through that. Now, this year, last year, we had even really good budgets. We had a great art director again. Um, we did a great job. Do you think about, no, um, do you think about reissuing some of those, um, the classic albums? 
you know, with, uh, I don't know if there are any outtakes or, but that's popular nowadays. I, I, I have, well, I, as I, I got rid of my storage space, which was a big mistake because I, now it's in my office. But the, I have a whole bunch of that stuff and, you know, um, we'll, we'll just see what happens. Yeah. I think, um, because right, right now, you know, um, it was so funny because Lawrence sent us a video of some young people who have already played Crash Over the Crown to actually learn the song. Well, I go, that was pretty amazing. I mean, that means young people have embraced that, mm-hmm. that song. I don't care if they're young at all, really. Um, it's a compliment. But we will see what happens. Yeah. I, I do have a sign that says ChuckPinagoProject.com, but I don't think that's that. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Well, it's, it's going to be an exciting year for Sticks, man. I wish you all the best. And I can't wait to, to see you on the road. Uh, I'm sure you're going to be a, around the uh, New York area. So, um, well, you know, we were supposed to play the Beacon Theater, and I was so disappointed because I was ready to go there. Because mm-hmm. I know I love the Beacon. That's what an what incredible uh, uh Theater, but when when we were told don't come don't come out, I said, well, my bags are all packed with nowhere to go. Right. I have a photograph that I made. I said, now I have my bags are packed with somewhere to go. Right. But yes, I mean, I think I think my tourist goes here. Sure. Um, um, we have quite a few cities, but the um, but things will be coming to your town. Yeah. Th- thanks and so much. Yeah. Thanks so much, Chuck. It's been a pleasure, man, and a privilege. Okay, Andrew. Thanks, Chuck, and we hope to see you on the road at special gigs. And thanks, listeners. Don't forget to go to goldminemag.com for exclusive content and much more. Also, don't forget to go to Barnes & Noble and Books A Million to pick up the latest print edition. This is Pat Prince, editor of Goldmine, the Music Collector's Magazine since 1974. Thank you. We'll see you next time. It's NFL draft season, and that means it's time to start thinking about fantasy football. FantasyPoints.com features industry-leading experts and prognosticators using proprietary hand-charted data to help you score more fantasy points. FantasyPoints.com is the place to go for whatever kind of fantasy football you play. Whether you play fantasy football, daily fantasy sports, or do a little bit of everything, Fantasy Points has the meticulously researched content to guide you to victory. And why wait for the fall? Fantasy Points also covers the new spring football league, the UFL. Join the guru, John Hansen, Scott Barrett, Joe Dolan, and other massive names in the fantasy football universe with an exclusive offer. Use code Pantheon for 15% off any Fantasy Points package, including the all-in package, with access to every article, tool, and data nugget that Fantasy Points has to offer. That's FantasyPoints.com and code Pantheon for 15% off at Fantasy Points. FantasyPoints.com, code Pantheon. Score more fantasy points.